Welcome to Mimi UU. I'm Mimi Nicklin, the host of the show. This podcast is anonymous and it's audio only without names to protect from unconscious bias or judgment and to allow true empathy to grow. The goal of the show is to share diverse stories from around the world by giving people a platform to share openly so that other people like you can understand diverse realities from around the globe. We exist to create empathy and not just talk about it. Welcome to Me, Me, You, You. So thank you for joining today and welcome to Me, Me, You, You. Thank you for having me. It's really important for me to tell you live on the show that whilst I know your identity, there is a 100% confidentiality promise on the show and I shall never reveal your identity um, to anyone unless you yourself have explicitly done so or have agreed to that. Does that sound okay to you? Do you feel comfortable with that? That sounds great to me. Yeah, thank you. Wonderful. So let's start at the beginning. Why are you sharing your story today? What brought you to the show? So I wanted to share my story, which is quite a hard story to share. Um, It's probably, well, I'd I'd say it's certainly one of the hardest periods of my life that I want to talk about. Um, But with that came a lot of learning. And I feel like I've really grown as a person um, since I went through it. Um, And I've learned a lot specifically about my working life, um, my boundaries and how to just progress and, and be a happier person in the workplace, I think. So with that in mind, what would you like the audience or the world to take away from listening to your story today? I hope that, um, I mean, I'm sure that a lot of people are potentially going through a similar situation or have been through a similar situation. Um, And I hope to just offer a little bit of of hope to them that um, it can be awful at the time and it can be so, so difficult and at the time you think that there's no way out and this is how things are going to be from now on. Um, But there certainly is a way out, there is hope. um, And sometimes it just takes a total change of direction. um, And sometimes these these situations, I believe, come upon us um, for a reason and and to make sure that we do learn um, and that we do change direction within our lives. I'm absolutely thrilled that you feel like that and I'm really really happy you've chosen to come on and do that so thank you let's start at the beginning where does your story begin and tell us a little bit about the context so my story begins in 2020 which I'm sure will um resonate with a lot of people 2020 was a very difficult year for a lot of people um obviously for the for the reason that that was the year that COVID really sort of took hold of us um, and sort of every country in the world. Um, So that's where my story starts. Um, And I think my story kind of, COVID did have a huge impact, but um, it was kind of an an amalgamation of lots of different things that were going on at work at that point in time. Um, And with the addition of COVID, it just made it um, doubly as difficult. So I really do think that other people listening to this probably actually went through similar within 2020. Um, 2020 was a very hard year. So um, I'm really hoping that people can can relate. So what happened? Tell us, you're in 2020. And I understand 
this is a workplace story. So tell us a little bit about what happened in that year for you. Yes, so 2020, um, it was the very beginning of 2020. Um, I was working at a company in London. Um, I, I work in marketing, uh, I was working in London. Um, and I was really, really happy. Well, I'd say probably the end of 2019, I was, I was really happy in my job. I loved my job. Um, I loved my colleagues. Um, I had great opportunity there. Um, I, I gelled really well with our senior management team. I had regular meetings with our CEO and our MD. Um, I had, I had great, great friends. Um, and just in general, life, life was great at the end of 2019. Um, and then 2020, obviously things started to, to change slightly. Um, so um, one, of the, one of the big changes was that my boss, who um, had been on maternity leave for a year, came back to work. Um, and that was quite a big change for many reasons. Um, obviously, I'd been doing her, her job for a year. Um, and I think that, I mean, for myself, I've never been on maternity leave, um, so I, I've never been through it, but I, I can understand that coming back to the workplace after having a year off work can be quite tough and quite a big challenge um, for her. So I, I, I think that for her, she was quite um, perhaps overwhelmed, slightly coming back to work, um, especially, you know, having, she had had no check-ins for a year, so she came back to a slightly different, different workplace. And I had um, joined the company just before she went on maternity leave. So she hadn't, I, her and I had not really worked together. Um, so that was quite a large um, change. And at the same time, um, the company that I was working for was also going through the process of being bought by another very large company. Um, and it was only part of the company that was being bought. So there was, um, my all of the employees at this company were very on edge at that point in time because nobody knew what was happening there was all these rumors were we being bought were we not being bought was the whole company being bought or was it just part of the company um, and what would happen to everybody that was working at this company so you know there was rumors of redundancies people being fired um, some people um, staying at the current company some people moving to the new company so this and this went on for about three months and it was very sort of stress was very heightened at this point for everybody and it was all that everybody was talking about for, for honestly about three months um, and so that was in itself a big a big change as well and I think that added to the stress for my my manager who had just come back from maternity leave as well and um, so what happened next she comes back there's a lot of stress in the system she doesn't know you very well you don't know her very well and she's been gone for a year what what happened then yeah, so at first um, things were okay, and I, I felt like progressively things got worse um, between myself and her. Our relationship got worse, um, and I felt that she was um, a, a, potentially a little bit passive aggressive at times. Um, she would host meetings without me that, that I ought to have been involved in, um, and she would, for example, send emails and, and remove, you know, sort of physically remove me from CC so that I wasn't kept in the loop um, and I mean obviously this was back in the day when when we were in the office full-time so you could see all the meetings that were going on the office that we worked in wasn't a large office um, you could see you know people constantly going in and out of meetings and it and it just made things feel very stressful because you it felt like there was just a very toxic culture and 
this this manager of mine, I just felt she she um, she liked to potentially sort of talk about other people, and um, she just put me in quite a difficult position. And I felt like, whereas before I was so happy and I felt so very well respected in the company, I felt like she came back and really tried to sort of belittle me in a lot of different ways. And what was the impact on that? I mean, I can imagine that that shift in emotions for you was quite stressful. You said you were very happy and then this person comes back and, and you're being left out and cut out and like you said, you know, disrespected. So what happened next? I mean, how did that change you and, and how you were able to work and, and turn up? Yeah, so I mean, at the time, my strategy was just keep your head down, do your work, you know, continue as you were and hopefully other other people can see what's happening and it's you know it's not that it's just all on me um and that's what I did I, I really did to keep my head down I worked as hard as possible um but it it was very difficult because obviously my my manager was in a more senior position than myself and I felt that she was sometimes having meetings with other more senior people um that I obviously wasn't involved with, um, and perhaps um, they were reflecting badly on on me. Um, so yeah, it was very difficult. I mean, I did. I continued to show up to work. I continued to just do everything I possibly could to to get through it. Um, but but really, that was just the start. Um, and things progressed and got a lot worse, especially once the the sale of the company went through. So so finally, that went through, um, and it was the case that. The, the new company just bought um, a particular area of the original company. It didn't buy the whole company. So some people stayed as they were, and some people moved to this new company. And myself and my manager um, were two of the people that moved to the new company. So um, that happened, I'd say that happened about a week prior to lockdown. Um, so in addition to everything else, um, you know, there was a lot of um, anxiety with everyone, um, for everyone around the, the pandemic, what was going to happen. Um, obviously, we were seeing news reports of what was going on in China, and there was all these lockdowns, and people were forced to stay in their flat and not leave. And at the time, I remember having many conversations with friends and colleagues around that, and surely that can't happen in England. You know, how would that work? And um, I remember going to the pub with a colleague um, and him telling me, make sure that you go out and buy, you know, buy lots of stock of, of all your basics. So shampoo and loo roll and tins. And I, I just thought he was he was nuts. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, in addition to everything else, this was this was also going on. So we got eventually we got bought by this new company and then we went straight into lockdown. So we didn't even actually go into the new office or anything like that it was straight into working from home. And then you said uh, things began to get worse. So what happened after that? Yes, so after that, um, my manager became more and more um, abrupt with me. Um, she, ha she ended up not really having any meetings with me um, and the workload was I, I mean, I, I can't even put into words how much work she was sending me on a daily basis. It was it was just unviable amounts of work. Um, and, you know, I was trying to do my my job that I would normally be doing, which is a full time job. 
And in addition, she was sending me many, many, many additional projects, um, many emails, um, just sort of demanding more work to be to be done. Um, and this was really affecting my my mental health. And by this stage, I was I was I was really quite unwell, I think. Um, and it, it, it kind of took um, I kind of just, you know, kept going, kept going. And it took for me to my body to really start showing some physical signs of this stress for me to actually sort of take note and think, actually, you know, this this is not OK and, and something needs to change. Um, so those physical signs were things like, um, for example, I had a, a permanent migraine, <laughs> which was just awful. And no matter what I did, I couldn't I couldn't get rid of it. And I remember calling my mum in tears and just saying, I don't, I don't know what to do. This, you know, this pain is just agonizing. Nothing is helping. So that was one of the things. Um, and the other thing was that my my um, I got a. Um, what they called urticaria which is um, a dermatological condition it's, it's essentially like hives but it was stress related um, so my whole body came out in in these big red welts um, and so those two things happened and that was when I really sat back and thought okay this, this is not okay and I spoke to my GP who ended up signing me off work for two weeks um, and I remember at that time thinking when he when he said that I needed time off work, I was even I was quite shocked. I thought, are you sure? Do I do I really need time off work? You know, am I am I that unwell that I can't keep going at work? And I felt all the usual symptoms of you know I'm letting people down and I'm not being a good employee and how am I going to get my work done? Um, so it was it was a very difficult decision to make. You know, the GP said it was at the end of the day it was up to me. And I thought on it for a couple of days. And in the end, I thought, I think I do need this. I really do need this because not only was I experiencing these physical symptoms, but my I had severe anxiety. Um, I felt like I couldn't really talk properly in meetings. It was it was it was very difficult to do my job as I was. Um, and I knew I wasn't doing a good job. So um, so that was when I took the advice of the doctor to take some time off work. Um, and when I finally did go back to work, um, I remember I'd before I'd left, I'd I'd put together a very detailed handover for my my manager of all the urgent things that needed to be done whilst I was away. And when I got back to work, um, she hadn't done a single thing. I don't think she'd even read my handover document. So on top of all the previous stress I had, um, I then had two weeks of backlog of additional stress to deal with. Um, and it was really at that time that I, I, I really, I think after those two weeks, I'd had time to really kind of reset my my mind and think a bit clearer. Um, and when I got back and nothing had been done, and she just expected me to just get on with everything as I was on top of a two week backlog, that was when I really thought, I don't think this is what I want to be doing anymore. Obviously, it was locked down. I was locked into my flat in London. We were allowed out for. Um, a daily walk but that was all um, I lived alone and I decided that enough was enough um, and no matter what I'd done nothing was nothing was enough um, and I had tried to speak to my manager and to um, more senior people in the business as well I'd I tried to speak to the HR team as well um, and I 
that's something I, I, I do hear time and time again about HR teams, especially during COVID, that I don't know, maybe they were very overwhelmed as well, but the response and the support was um, basically non-existent. Um, and I remember I, I would email HR and just get no response. And at one point I set up an email with the HR team who um, accepted the request um, and just never turned up to the meeting. And so all these things were happening and I got back after those two weeks and I just thought this is this is not for me. I can't continue like this. I'm just making myself ill and I'm just going to get worse and worse. So that was when I really sort of took that decision to um, to hand my notice in, uh, leave the company altogether without another job to go to, which was very scary, obviously, during COVID as well, when there was not many jobs around and many redundancies. Um, and I decided to go freelance um, and I I got a job within um, within a couple of weeks, I think, two or three weeks, um, and I've I've managed to stay employed ever since. And I am a different person now. I am so much happier, um, and I've really, really learned from that experience. Um, I've really, it really taught me resilience. It really taught me boundaries. I now, in my work, obviously, I'm freelance, so it's slightly different. But I now, I really have really good set boundaries um, and I'm very prepared to put all the work I need to into my job but I won't be taken advantage of um, and I think it really taught me that you you have to be empathetic to yourself as well as to other people I think at the time I was really thinking about everybody else and I was so worried about the business and the job and not getting things done and letting my team down and letting my colleagues down by not getting things to them in time um, but it, it, you know, it's not all about that. And you do have to put yourself first in these situations, especially when you are struggling with ill health. Um, so it taught me a huge amount. Uh, it was a horrible, horrible time, but I'm through it. And I hope that other people who are going through it can see that you can turn your life around. You just, sometimes it takes these horrible situations to happen, but it, it can be done. Thank you so much for sharing you know, what was a, a really, really traumatic time. Do you think that your line manager or anyone else in the business at that time understood you or what you were going through? Um, I believe that my manager knew what I was going through. Um, I think she could see it. And I, I told her, and I think she, she knew, but I think she just... Whereas I was thinking about everybody else, I think she was perhaps thinking more about herself. Um, she was worried about her job security um, and about proving herself in the new company. And she didn't seem to really mind who she trampled on to get there. Um, and so I think I was just quite an easy target for her. And if you went through that again, do you think there's something you would do differently next time? Yeah, I think I certainly just wouldn't stand for it. I think I was, especially at the beginning and, and probably through most of it, I was quite um, placid. And even though I was getting these quite passive aggressive emails, I was responding very, very politely, very kindly. I was working all weekends, all evenings. You know, I didn't have a spare second in my life. Um, and I remember my, my friend 
came round one day in the middle of the day and um, she says now that I opened the door and as it was been locked down we hadn't seen each other for a while and she said I was I was unrecognizable I was super skinny super pale I hadn't even been going out for my daily walks because I just didn't have time and I I was so conscious about not letting people down at work and I think now if I was to go back I I would not do that I would put my personal life um, first I would you know make sure that I am getting out the house I am getting fresh air I'm getting some exercise I'm doing something for myself because with lockdown I couldn't see couldn't socialize so my whole life was work and it was just um it was not not a viable option unfortunately I think that these stories are not unique in the world in that there are many occasions where people across the world are experiencing similar things, similar lack of empathy and understanding in the workplace and similar emotions. I think you you spoke about guilt and concern and worry that putting your health first would, you know, detrimentally impact those around you. What do you think would need to be different in our world to stop this being the norm? Um, I mean, I think obviously uh, your mission, more empathy, especially in the workplace, is is key. Um, more training for managers, I think, is 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 so important. Um, often people just get promoted without any management training, um, so they don't really know how to manage people. Um, and and more more awareness, I think, um, and more sort of progressive thinking. Obviously, COVID has benefited a lot of us in many ways in terms of that progressive way of working, working from home, being flexible with your hours. Um, so I think it is moving in the right direction, but there's still a lot of companies out there who don't, don't believe in working from home because they don't trust their staff. And I just find that really hard to believe. I, I feel if you've employed these people, you should trust them. And if they don't do their job, then you cannot trust them. But you've got to trust your employees to, to do their job. What a beautiful way to begin to close this discussion, which is to see the best, to see the trust in people before we let our fear of what might go wrong or, or might not manifest sort of overtake everything else. The last question I want to ask you today is, and, and you have perhaps touched on this a little, but what do you want the world to understand after hearing your story today? Um, I want the world to understand that people are people, we're all human beings, we're all after the same thing, um, and you, you need to be able to empathise with people in order to, to progress, progress in life, and, and actually, if you offer kindness to people, you will be a happier person yourself. So I think it's all about thinking about other people, being empathetic um, and trying to, to make other people happy as well. Thank you so much. My final question is, would you like to reveal your name and location today or remain anonymous? I will remain anonymous. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining Mimi UU today and sharing your story with the world. The vision for this show is to allow people just a glimpse into the life of someone else, the mindset of someone else, the reality 
that other people are going through. Perhaps you have been that manager or are that manager. Perhaps you are one of the people we were mentioning that has been promoted and isn't quite sure how to handle some of the complexities that are out there in the world. Or perhaps you're someone who's going through a similar experience and needs a break, needs time off, but is suffering with the workload and the guilt and not knowing how to come through that. Or perhaps you are none of those things. And perhaps this story is entirely new to you and you haven't experienced either side. But either way, thank you for joining me and my guest today to hear a story about workplace resilience and about how sometimes the worst of times can in fact help us grow and become different, stronger, more open-minded or more clear-minded people as we go through our own journeys. So thank you very much for tuning in today. And to my guests, thank you very much for your honesty and your candidness and in sharing your story with the world. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us today on Mimi UU. This episode is one in a series that has been designed to create empathy in our world. If you would like to join us on the show, please click on www.joinmimiuu.com or follow us across social media at Mimi UU Show. I believe that the more the world talks about empathy, the more empathy the world will have. And I hope that this show is the beginning of doing just that.